combat divas. Stomp your left, right, left. Combat divas. Hey. Yo, welcome back to the Combat Divas Podcast. This your girl, TG. And your girl, Tanisha B. And we are back, 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 back for another episode. We're excited to be yes. back, man. We, we took a, a, we a slight break uh, to work on book stuff and travels and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So, so But today we have a very, very special guest, uh, somebody that I deploy with and we survived. Oh a tumultuous year together and I'll let her go ahead and introduce herself. Mm, true that we survived for sure. And it's my honor and privilege to be here. Ladies, thank you so much. You are a powerhouse. And so um, oh, thank you so much to Shelly Johns <laughs> for like, just like, hey girl, you should be on here. And then like, just made that connection. Like battles have each other's backs. And mm-hmm. and I, I I'm just so grateful to be here. Thank you so much for allowing me to be here. My name is Jennifer Hobbs. I'm publishing my first book coming out July 1st. Ooh. Right now it's currently available on pre-order. It's called Calmed, Growth mm-hmm. After Trauma. It's a dual memoir of my time and my husband's um, perspective. Uh, started just looking at the um, deployment, but then I went all the way back to enlistment. Nice. And I'm a mother, mother of three and hey. a teacher. Oh, wow. How old are your kids? Uh, how do they think they are? <laughs> <laughs> right, uh, right. They are. One just turned four. One's about seven and a half and I have to throw in the half because she thinks she's 17. <laughs> and then one will be 13 uh, in October. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> you got the seven and a half. That's, that middle child, that's the one that's giving you the, the most flux. Right oh my there, gosh. Like, you guys, I hope she is such a crybaby. Like, <laughs> where does she get this? You better harden up. Like, what is up? <laughs> it is. It brutal. is always the middle child, you know. Yeah. The Brady Bunch was on, was on to something. It's always the middle kid. <laughs> yeah. Always. Definitely. Cause the most problems. We are just, I, I'm so excited to have you on here. Congratulations on publishing yes. the first book. It is amazing. Again, the book is entitled Calm. It's, a, I would say, memoir. You Would it be uh, in the genre of memoir? Yes. Uh, yeah. the, the title of the book is Calm Growth After Trauma. Uh, by Jennifer Hobbs and actually mine is on the way it'll be here on Monday I just got an email from Amazon right before we got on the call so oh uh, yours it will I haven't got my email I'm gonna have to check mine yeah I did the I did the pre-order so yeah I think it will come a lot of people are telling me the 20 that they got an update for the 29th yeah 29th yeah definitely so we will have ours before the 30th so far I got the I got the bootleg I got the bootleg version (laughs) (laughs) we had the exclusive copy (laughs) knock on brag girls but here it is It's so soft. I like it. It looks good. How does it feel to have this published and done? How long did it take? What was the process? Actually, to answer your first question, I would say so surreal. I don't know about you guys, but holy, holy moly, like so surreal. Like, you know, you you come to this point where you're like, I'm going to do this. Like, we're going to do this. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm all in. And then it's strenuous and it's hard managing your time and being a, 
uh, working and being a mom, of, you yeah. know, just having life's responsibilities and then to see it unfold and then to um, start getting this attention. It's like, whoa, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> I, it's, it's crazy, but um, what was the other question? <laughs> Look, that's how we are. Like, hey, you know, we all got that PTSD. <laughs> we like, wait, it's like, slow what? down. And what was the second one? Remember a cow, a horse, We're gonna a need car. to do step by step. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, when you do that TBI uh, screening, okay, remember <laughs> these four things. And it's like, what, what was the first one again? Um, <laughs> like, nope, that wasn't on the list. That wasn't on the list. <laughs> yeah. No, it's like, how does it feel to be done? And uh, what, what was the inspiration? Like, what made you decide to, to get this book uh, in action? Well, I had already started putting stuff down on paper post-Iraq because I think it was just kind of a coping mechanism for me and uh, probably way more appropriate than the other ways I was coping. Definitely, yeah, uh, yeah. probably. And, um, and you don't really have too many people that you can talk to the way you want to talk to. And so sometimes I would have that opportunity, but then when I didn't, I would put it down on paper. And then so here, 16 years later, um, I had this traumatic life-changing experience where I had a head injury over a year ago in February. And then right after that, as I was recovering from it and um, was finally ready to go back into the classroom to teach and was super intimidated because of the things I was experiencing from my head injury, stimulation was far too much for me. Yeah. And so I was scared, but I was like, I, I got, I got to do it. And then everyone got quarantined, like right then I never oh, even wow. got one day back until we all got quarantined. And so then I went straight to being a remote teacher oh, with wow. three, you know, two kids at home. Oh. three because I figured it would be best not to send my toddler to daycare mm -hmm. and so then I just uh after a couple months of just not feeling good about mm -hmm. um just feeling like there was something missing something all along that I really wanted and so I was like I'm gonna get back to writing and I legit put it in my notes on my phone as a goal I put two two goals that day I put tackle my debt and I put, uh, uh, get back to writing That's and, good <laughs> yeah. and it was just a couple of weeks before I attended this five day free workshop offered by who became my book coach and my publisher, um, nice. for beginning writers. Um, and it was just, it was pretty much perfect to spark and ignite the flame that was already there. And so Perfect. did I you keep um I'm sorry, go ahead. Tiff. No, no, you're right, Tanisha. Go ahead. Um, did you keep a journal of some of the stuff that you went through when we were deployed? Because I'm like, I've I always had the idea to maybe write some stuff down, and I think I may have scribbled some stuff every now and again, right. but I mean I was like 18. Right. 19. I know I I did like I don't even have the actual journal and I'd have to look through all the photo albums I have, but I know that I kept what was somewhat of a couple entries because I one of the ones that hits home for sure is a story that uh, Shauna Morrison told me outside uh, which I didn't really get to have that many conversations with 
Shauna Morrison, but she told me some crazy story, which gave me a great glimpse into like who she really was. And um, I, it was so funny that I had to document it that day. Like I was like, I can never forget this. And (laughs) I wrote that down. Um, And so to find all that, I I haven't, I haven't come across it. Um, She's very, she was very, a very quirky person. Mm-hmm. She was always kind of like just all about her job. She was always high energy. Um, yeah. I think the person that got a chance to really get to know her a little bit, uh, he got closer to her was um, dang it, I think his his name was Gonzalez. Man, y'all these name people, all the, these people. Okay. I mean, well, I mean, well, I don't know, but he, I mean, he worked out a lot or whatever, and then like they had kind of like got got a little bit close, but not. I mean, I mean, like as friends, not like I don't. Well, you know what? Right, I don't right. remember being on a different level. But I remember them start to have like a closer uh, friendship to where he had many talks or whatever with mm-hmm. her. But um, my talks with her has always been like, kind of like in passing. Mm-hmm. Was funky. Me, yeah, so. me too. So it, it kind of blew me away that day. She told me this trippy story, legit trippy. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, okay, Whoa. okay. So I don't, I don't, I didn't keep a journal in. Oh man, I wish I would have. Yeah. yeah, it's hard to, I mean, because you don't think about keeping a journal while you're in it, you know, so it's hard to really keep up. But I guess years yeah. later, you start to reflect and you, you you start to miss pieces of what happened. So you try to write it down mm-hmm. real quick so you don't forget it all. It was just a, a vague memory. And uh, mm-hmm. I think you did a great job at, um, at at capturing a lot of what happened over there. So, and well, we'll, we'll, we'll dive in. I'm sorry. So the, the, the real meat and potatoes kind of for me started around like chapter six, chapter seven. Well, more so chapter seven. I know chapter six, your husband wrote it. Your husband actually helped write your book. Um, so my husband, I wanted to give him the opportunity to co-write it, but he's not all about that. So like he just, he taught, I wanted to do his perspective. I know so much about his perspective. And so as I told him, I wanted to make this a dual memoir, if that's okay, like that's going to require me talking to you and like really getting you to, <laughs> to, op- to open up and like to talk a little bit. And, um, <laughs> and that was quite, a. Uh, a challenge for my husband. Uh, he was mm. hit by a roadside bomb and like, mm-hmm. honestly, and he knows I've said this before. I, I think that, you know, he's got, Oh, he needs to deal with some things. Yeah. And yeah. so, but honestly, I think the last year and I've told my book coach this and other people I've talked to, it has been, it's helped the healing process, like Absolutely. talking and having those conversations. And then at times like, um, and I've known so much yet there's so much I didn't know. And then having those conversations, like as he would get going, it was, and it's so not like him, but it was like, you could tell he, it was, he was like relieved to talk yeah. about it. He was yeah. like happy. Someone's actually interested, you know, while everyone went on, he got screwed over for years and, yeah. um, and so like, as you know, I don't know. He his well, his recall was actually pretty uh, detailed. I mean, he had some good imagery in there, whichever one of you wrote this. I mean, it was, it was really good to, to see his side of it and, and like starting out with how they hit the IED, you know, how he felt when the medevac was coming, like the, the heat from the blast. So we got a lot of details into what, like how, 
if I was a civilian, I would have a lot of details on how it felt to be in his position and be yeah. hit with that IED and be screwed over for so long. And then, you know, when you went home on leave, at least you got a chance to see him. But he just like kind of bounced around for a while, with, you yeah. know, as the army does. Um, yes. And it, it, it sucked for him. It sure did. And I mean, honestly, there's things that continue to suck at times. And that's why it kind of gets me more fired up uh, than I expect 16 years later, because yeah. this, this ain't, oh, it's not okay for him. And it's not okay for the guy after him. Yeah. Like, like, for example, um, so my husband, uh, when he was hit by a roadside bomb, the truck flipped, landed on his face didn't touch any part of his body except his mm. upper jaw mm. crushed it and mm. then they took bone from the back of his hip and rebuilt it as a bone graft and then this was a long period of time but implanted four metal posts that are there permanently and that each day he snaps in these dentures um which mm. are like far more stronger than like regular dentures and stuff like mm. um so then it was probably three years ago he as things continue to shift around over the years or like when his sinuses get flared up things happen wow. um and he went to the va and they were like and and i don't say this to knock the va because i really feel like they are getting better i gotta throw that out there better much better yeah yeah, yeah. um but they the people that he had gone to see they said you know I think we just want to pull out your four posts and give you regular dentures. And he was like, okay, bye. And then, <laughs> you know, that was the nice way. Nice like, way. No, of fuck off. That. Like, yeah. Right. Right. No damn fix a dent. No, right. Fix a dent on my shit. When I can just snap it in and I can eat an apple and I'm good. Get out of here. Yeah. No. Fucking it's, VA. Yeah. It's, so, like, I that's the stuff that he, that I learned more and more about the more I talk to him. And honestly, he deserves his own book. Like, I feel like Ryan, um, needs, he just has this whole hot mess. Yeah. Like very, very interesting, but helpful for other people to be able to relate, you know, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. he, I think men, I think our male counterparts, you know, in the service, they, they're not as, we don't really, talk a, a lot about it but once we do start talking it's like easier to flow I think that's what happened with me and Tanisha like we didn't used to talk about it and then once we started it, it became easier yeah, um, yeah. but guys you know it's much different they don't they don't talk in general so it's like you know talking about all these feelings and and how he felt and right capturing all these emotions I'm sure it was exactly. difficult right. for him too so that had a, like a lot to do with when it came like whether this was going to be a co-author thing like my husband okay. I'm so lucky that he's even giving me his input. He was just like, <laughs> you know, like, what? You know? All right. So. No Very nice. But he what did happened? let me, he let me dissect those. Oops, sorry. He let me dissect those conversations um, very much. And it, it was, it was very helpful. I would just, I re, I, the way that I would do it, here's a piece of advice for anybody out there writing a story, especially <laughs> a memoir or yeah. coming up with ideas for fictional pieces. Yeah. Um, I would turn on, you know, like the record on my watch, my Apple watch mm-hmm. and just, just relax and have that conversation. That way I wouldn't have to be writing stuff. And then I could just come back to it later yeah. as I sat down and focused. And that was technology has really helped that right yeah. I think that's, that's great though because it's like you 
where it's like your mind it doesn't move like your mind is moving faster than your hand mm-hmm. so you end up missing details that you probably like no oh, i forgot to put that because i was yep. busy writing this part and the same yep. thing if you're listening to his stories you can't jot every single solitary thing down but yeah recording yeah. does help it definitely does mm-hmm. absolutely so tell us a little bit you, you you guys lost the i mean there was a lot of kia on that deployment how many in general like five five kia five together okay and i mean you talk about uh one in particular and we're gonna have you kind of you know, just, just talk about the significance of your relationship with her. Jessica Covey. She was the Covster. She was so badass. So I knew Covey before the deployment. Um, I, I knew her since I had joined the unit, you know, and I was mm, 17 Mm -hmm. and, um, so I got to drill with her for a couple of years before we got mobilized. And I even got to hang out with her like outside of the military, um, like just going to see her on the weekends and get to see her little chitlin and um, just have, you know, just um, enjoy being young together. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then like on drill weekends, you know, we would have fun together. There, there was this one. I'll, okay, you're gonna have to help bring me Don't. back in. You know, here, <laughs> Don't here, here in a minute. But um, there was this one drill that was not an overnighter, but we had stayed in Decatur. Like that's where our detachment was before mm-hmm. we got mobilized. First platoon was a detachment in Decatur, mm-hmm. and so we drilled away from everyone else. And um, one night. Uh, we all hung out and when I came back, we had drove there together and uh, we had kind of split ways that evening after partying. And when I mm-hmm. came back to, um, actually, I don't even think it was a drill weekend. I think it was just like everyone got, <laughs> now I'm, now it's coming together. Met up at the armory. And- yes, it was not a drill weekend. <laughs> wow. I came back on a Sunday morning to get her and another unit was drilling. So you know, I'm looking all pretty mm-hmm. and just like creeping down the hallway, like Kavi's Kavi's cars outside. Where's Kavi? And I see this blob of sleeping bags, military sleeping bags. And I was like, oh, it's gotta be her. It's gotta be her. And it's like in the middle of the hallway, nobody is around except for a whole nother unit drilling in the wow. other like room. And I like shake it. And I was like, Kavi. call me me. and she goes so and then um once we got mobilized you know like we had already just built that that friendship and um she happened to be in the truck with my you know usually she was never in the truck with my husband Uh, my husband had a certain gun team this was toward the end a lot of different um things happened that night to change the manifest. People were mm-hmm. sick. Um, so Kavi was supposed to have a dentist appointment. Um, but since Andrew, you know, our friend had decided she was going to go on the road, uh, Kavi mm-hmm. was like, I'm not letting my best friend go on the road without me. And yeah. so yeah. she, thing, well, I remember them thing one and thing two. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah. And actually now I, um, hang out well, I started to, I just got to hang out recently with her daughter, uh, Kavi's daughter. Kavi's daughter was six years old when Kavi died. And, wow. um, and so we've got to see her grow up. 
And now she has had a baby. Her baby's nine months old. So that's Kavi's. That's Kavi's grandbaby, which oh, will just nice. like instantly bring tears to your eyes holding Kavi's grandbaby. Yeah. But um, it's 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 a relief. It not a relief. It's a it it warms your heart to yeah. be around yeah. little Kavi's. Yeah. So Kavi was in the truck with your husband uh, when that that IED blast went off. Yes. Okay. And so Kavi uh, was KIA, and and your husband still really bouncing back from uh, that that instance. I mean, did did it feel like not? It was it just so surreal that that all of that happened with so many people that you loved and cared about at one time? Like, were you freaking out? Yeah. And actually the way that it happened was so surreal as well. Cause like, I never, ever hung out at the talk at the mm-hmm. tactical operations center, you know, where all the yeah. radios were ever. Yeah. But that night when that team went out, Shelly Feller, our friend Shelly Burton, mm-hmm. um, was on duty that night, which I don't even remember many people in our like platoon of girls being on duty mm-hmm. but uh she happened like to be in- <laughs> i know so i think maybe since she didn't go on the road a lot she got that duty that night and so i was trying to keep her company and went to go play rummy with her again like not something i ever ever yeah. did mm. and so that's why i was there when they got that medevac call and um and i knew crazy things just started happening you know like once I identified what convoy it was I was thinking though who all these people who's it going to be who's it going to be yeah and then once I identified the truck it's between three people yeah. and yeah who else it, was in the tr- who else was in the truck besides it was that it was, was uh Sarn Edwards Kavi and Ryan mm, so but Edwards which, and Ryan were in the medevac together they ended up being in the same yeah helicopter. Yeah. yeah and, and Edwards he was our um he was our platoon sergeant mm-hmm. wow that yeah. is it, that is crazy how that all kind of fell in sequence like that I, I can't imagine being on the other side and waiting for information and we kind of talk about this in the book too like information rolls downhill so slow uh in the military you happen to be at the top thankfully so you kind of were first handing and helping to sort out uh mm-hmm. information but um imagine being on the other side of the door to talk and nobody can give you anything you know everybody just fastly walking past you right you know, and you're trying to figure out what the, what the fuck happened like what's going on and not being able to get any answers um I can't even imagine being hands-on it but you just snap into emergency mode I think mm-hmm. that time and you're like moving pieces and trying to figure it out and yeah. uh, it, it's just crazy how that all worked out because and the part that overlaps in our in our book with this uh Mortarville, uh, portion of it is that when Tanisha kind of talks about uh, FIPS and um, and that situation. So I don't know. I think it, it, when I, if I when our audience finish reading our book and then they read your book, they will see kind of a, mm-hmm. a full spectrum of that picture of how mm-hmm. serious it was with the 1544th deployment. Uh, and yeah. Illinois, we talk about it a lot. I mean, it's intense for us, you know. But uh, I think it is definitely a story that needs to be told to to everybody. Absolutely. It got to the point where I'm after FIPS, I, anytime we had a mass formation, I dreaded it because whenever we had a mass formation, we looking around to see who's missing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because that was kind of like, it's kind of like set the tone for the rest of the deployment. Like it it was rough. Like, I mean, not even 
like that's why you didn't really have time to sit and really like write anything down or try to journal anything because we was in survival mode the entire time and mm-hmm. just hoping to get home with as many battle buddies as we possibly could because it was looking pretty bleak for a while yeah yeah now you talked about coping earlier uh jennifer and i wanted to circle back to that you said that you started journaling to kind of cope after the accident last year and um but it was better than the ways you were previously coping and i want you to kind of expound on that if you could like how were you previously coping versus you know the more healthier coping? i mean (laughs) i would say a lot of alcohol partying spending um just kind of disregard for your priorities you know um Mm -hmm. just kind of just feeling completely lost and so it kind of snowballs from there from the things that you're falling short of the things that you know like Mm -hmm. you should be doing and then coping with um alcohol you know some yeah uh, recreational things. <laughs> uh, I mean, some, but, uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, we, know. <laughs> we, we, yeah. we know. We know. We talk about it all the time. We come back from deployment and we thinking we cool. Like what? Like we realizing like, man, we, we always have alcohol for whatever reason. And, and, and space is what we shouldn't have alcohol. Right, like right. we talked about right. our, our yellow, um, our yellow ribbon ceremony coming back home and we supposed to be finding out about uh, different uh, grants that's available or different resources and blah, blah, blah. And I think I have vodka in the trunk and I was yeah, like, hey, we got juice. Let's get some like, hey, let's go yeah. to the let's go to the car right quick. And we got yep, vodka in our juices and just walking around normal we, and our family yes. is none the wiser. Yeah, we yeah. got trash that day. That's that's true. Um, <laughs> uh-huh. so and I, honestly, like uh being around my battle buddies, even if I didn't serve with you, mm-hmm. it it's a trigger, you know, like you just is like let's let's pop open some juice, you know, let's do this. Like yeah. it it's it's definitely something that um comes with time or or even yeah. if it's uh you know just blowing off those responsibilities or like yeah like smoke them if you got them you know like yeah all that, exactly. all that stuff comes with it and and then like you definitely deal with it in the future even 16 20 yeah. years later yeah because you even i mean it's a cycle like you said it's not like a, a cure-all like i think when we talk about these things like transition to ptsd sometimes we think it's like a one-stop shop right but it's a mm-hmm. continuous effort and it's a slope. Sometimes we go back down, sometimes right. we go back up. So people don't really highlight sometimes the spending. I mean, and I think a lot of maybe more, well, men and women, I should say, have had that spending, whereas um, I know I've had it where, you know, I overspent because I was depressed, kind of, you know, I was going through mm-hmm. a lot of things. So I just didn't realize how much I was buying until after I had right. bought it, you know, or, yeah. uh, you know, my my triggers were alcohol and, and, and narcotics, but, you know. No, another story for another day. Uh, I think mine was a little bit more healthy, but not he- healthy in the financial area. Mine was uh, shopping. Yeah. So I would I would buy things to hopefully make me feel better. And I didn't realize it was like, until somebody told me recently, actually, which is crazy, that it was a form of depression. I was like, mm-hmm. huh. I was like, yeah. oh, really? I just, I just buy things. And then to the point where like I buy things and don't nobody know 
about the things that I bought. Right. You're like, mm-hmm. so, like I had, like I had, <laughs> I had like a, a, it was like a shirt or a pair of shoes or something. And it was like, oh, cool. Like, when did you get those? I was like, <laughs> yeah. It was a while ago. You remember the, no, yeah, I was oh like, you remember the, these shoes? Did, no. You're like, yeah. Yeah, no, I don't remember. I was like, oh, I, t- <laughs> what? <laughs> never asking the question like, what? I, I mean, it happens i'm glad you brought up spending though because it happens and i think a lot of people don't know it until it's actually happening so <laughs> uh, i actually i'm cracking up inside because i had the same conversation tanisha today but i'd like to think that it's not necessarily my like ptsd was spending it's my like, <laughs> a husband and wife thing like i'll tell you and so uh he was like is that a new shirt? How many shirts? How many shirts you got? How many new shirts you got? And I was like, did, did Caroline say something? <laughs> huh? like, who's, who said something? Like, no, it's not like I bought a shirt. I got a couple. I yeah, needed a, it, Fourth of July is coming uh, up. I needed right. a uh, red, white, and blue. Uh, right. like, it wasn't even that much. It was. It was. It wasn't even that much. That's the best excuse. It was on sale. What are you? What are you talking about? Yeah. Was- My oh, I love to use that. It's on sale because a lot of times it is on sale, but they're like, okay, so they're <laughs> like, yeah, money. but you Thanks. still bought it though. I'm like, <laughs> you still but it was on money. sale. Like I. I'm like, you know how much it was, but how much I, I actually purchased it for. And it's like, you, yeah, you still but you money. didn't, you, but you spent the money. Yeah. I'm like, right, but it was like, <laughs> but. it was on sale. It was like, it was 300 before. Right. And I was like 200. So they're right. like, no. Right, you still exactly. Spent it. And I'm like, all right, whatever. <laughs> so that was um, good. I'm really, I'm really glad you hit that up. You said, man, it was so much of your book that I, I've highlighted. Cause I, I got one more, one more thing that you say on, it's about in page 70, uh, to say that war leaves battle wounds is an understatement. And, uh, I, I don't know why that phrase just kind of rang on and on and on as I kept reading. So I went back to it and highlighted it because it is so true. Even if you don't have, even if those wounds aren't as visible, um, they still leave some residual effect as you try to transition and move on, there's that residual kind of scarring that's there, you know? And um, I just think, I just think it's, 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 sometimes you don't know it until you know it. You're not in it until you're in it. And these are, are, are one of those things. And I mean, you just did such an amazing job at, at getting everything together. That was, that, that was great. It is hard to remember this stuff, you know? I commend you for recalling everything <laughs> that happened 16 years ago yes a lot well oh. tiffany what's crazy is i have that spot marked too like nice. as i'm as that? i'm looking at like what reading to do at my book launch mm-hmm. i narrowed i narrowed it down to around there and make sure you keep that one that was good another another thing that i feel like um you know is rigid residual is like the effect on our family our yes. friends maybe even certain employers that are affected that you know see this on the home front home front and so um in addition to like us all continuing our growth in the process thereafter it's a huge thing to be said that like our family and friends um still continue to deal with that it's not easy you say i'm sorry go ahead 
No, I was just I was gonna hit on the family part because I was thinking how it's just so not easy being a family member of somebody who's been through something like that. Like, because mm-hmm. it pops up sometimes, and it's not like you can you're readily available to talk about. It. Like, oh, right. I'm just sitting here staring off in the distance, thinking about blah. Nobody fucking cares. Right. Like, in real life, the- so it's like you can't. You and can't like really the- bring it up. <laughs> The family member, the family member might want you to confide in them and feel comfortable, but they don't know how to say that. And you're not like, yeah, back at yeah. you know? <laughs> right. Yeah. So just not talking about it. like we had at the American Legion meeting or so. Then like you you're talking about it, but other than that, we get home, you don't talk about that mm-hmm. shit again. It's okay. not so smooth. It's not so smooth mm-hmm. uh, yeah. wanting to talk about it to your family because they want to know every single detail but it's like i'm only ready to tell you about 20 percent of it and i'm yeah. like i'm not ready to tell you Even every single thing over explaining right. it it's like okay so what this is is blah, blah. and then yeah. after that, it's just like fuck it i'm <laughs> yeah nothing you short okay. you shorten the story because they don't even understand half the shit you're saying so yeah. you shorten it be like oh so okay all in all this is in that and mm-hmm. blah blah, blah. Yeah. Like, yeah i'm okay yeah i'm okay so yeah that's yeah. that's yeah. what we end up at so our families are you said you highlighted a portion of that for the for your launch yeah I talk uh, about like families and stuff like that how they're well actually well that say I have to choose a portion of it to read aloud and um that was the chapter that I was looking at and that's where it had ended like to say that war leaves battle wounds is an understatement yeah that was the and then right there at the end when I uh referenced Falk and Goldberg Mm -hmm. struggle can bring profound gifts Mm -hmm. i read that book struggle well a year ago Mm -hmm. i highly recommend it to any anyone that deals like honestly even people that haven't dealt with trauma Mm -hmm. just just life like it is a it is a book to definitely check you check you check yourself and make you realize like you can either let this defeat you or Mm -hmm. you can rise above for sure. What started the what? journey into being calm? Like, I'm sorry, Felicia. I keep cutting you off. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, was I got. Listening. I was. I'm coming what? in hot. Over and no, over again. I'm listening. No, because I'm. I'm listening. I'm like. I'm listening. And then I'm like. I'm processing. And then I'm like. All right. And then I'm trying to remember the question too. And then so, I had it off. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. I'm listening. No, I was gonna ask. <laughs> I was gonna ask you what was the hardest part of the book to write. Good question um the aftermath like um honestly and this has kind of been a lot of the feedback and I I hesitate even putting this out there because I don't want to put preconceived notions in people's head but I'm gonna go ahead and do it um it's it's there toward the end after we return and the growth and um, process that happens afterwards. I felt like that was hard to write about. Like there's so much that has happened. There's so much struggle that has continued and so much growth. And that's where I was like, Mm. like, and so that's where things are going to continue to go. Like once I published it, I was like, wait a minute this is what I should like this, this, this. And so that's where I'm going to continue to go from like the, the growth continued and then, um, focusing also on like how others are affected through it. So that was the hardest, you know, it, it actually wasn't the devastating experiences, although those were, those were a struggle. Like, um, it was there toward the end, like trying, I had to try and I, the whole time I took my book coach's advice on like, what is the message that you're, you want to send people? 
What is it that you want them to take away from it? And so like to sit here and ramble on about different things in my life, that wasn't what I wanted them to take from it. Mm -hmm. I wanted them to take from the fact that struggle continues. Like this is a, this is a work in progress. We are imperfect and um, this is where we go. And so I feel like I wrapped up five to 10 years in like just a couple pages. It's, it's really hard to do. Yeah. <laughs> that, 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 that was hard to write, but I hope that that is, that I hope that leaves readers wanting more. And I hope that that will yeah. help me as I, yeah, that was with us, they was like, what, what did we want people to take from the book? Because how we had it at first, it was a little bit uh, scattered. I think we had like the light parts and then at the end, towards the end, we had a lot of the dark parts and it was like, okay. So the way our book is set up, it was like from, tra uh, from trauma to triumph. And we was like, okay, so let's, let's kind of put our trauma uh -huh. all, <laughs> right. all at the front and then start, and then you will start to see it gets lighter. And then you see the triumphant part to where we're still working through our triggers. We're still living. We're still taking care of our families. We got counseling and we lean on each other and yes. you know all these different things and don't be afraid to get help. And, and I think that was good. I think that a lot of people took away good messages from that book as well yeah. so yeah that is a good setup to be like all right mm -hmm. so I, you hear all my stories and hear me ramble on and about my experiences but what do we want people to take right. away I mean that's I mean that's what we're looking for though as you know as humanity right we're looking for some silver lining like you know where do I go from here you know I'm, I'm struggling I'm going through some shit what now like where where is the hope and I know people used to come up to us and was like man, you know, I see veterans that are this and that are that, and you guys seem to have it together. We'd be like, shit, have it together. <laughs> I mean, we we okay and shit, but I mean, we ain't got it together, and that was the other reason for, for you know, kind of sparking the book. Like, I mean, we bouncing back, but we bouncing still. So, yeah. so it's not like a, hey, we made it type of thing. It's like, I'm not right. a subject matter expert, but this shit worked for me, you know? Yeah. Because so. the military, it, it teaches you how, and I, I'm like, I had another conversation with someone else and it's like, it teaches you how to, no matter what branch you're in, it teaches you how to suppress shit. Mm -hmm. Like it really teaches you sure. how to stuff all that shit down in your duffel and just fucking keep going. And mm -hmm. you realize once you're out of it or you take a break from it or you back from deployments and it's time to really start to feel things that's happened in your regular life so you got stuff that happened to you that you didn't process now you're back home with your family and stuff going on with your family outside of war relations and it's like mm -hmm. how do i now how do i process it because now i'm processing all of this all at once yeah, yeah. now you gotta unpack that duffel exactly that you've exactly. been carrying along for so long exactly yep. and there was a reason why you carried it like you didn't know how to unpack it like yeah. and so back to what you were saying Tanisha about like um your you refer to it as a yellow ribbon ceremony um it was which I'm not that reintegration thing yeah they started I figured it was something like that and yeah. and I feel like um I mentioned that toward the end of the book like um that could be very valuable but it's not at the timing that it comes and and yeah. should probably come multiple times <laughs> yes. because everyone's Absolutely. totally different now that's now that's the right thing because i mean once we first get I mean, whose head is there i 
I don't. I, I barely remember what. The, I mean, there are a bunch of resources that I don't even think our family understands at that time because they're still trying to understand us. And it's just a bunch of shit thrown at you. Like, here's a pamphlet. Next, next person. Here's a pamphlet. Yeah. Next slide. Here's a pamphlet. Mm-hmm. Like, all right, man. Who got the alcohol? Uh-huh. So this shit is. Crazy. I know. I was just thinking. It's you're like, like, is it bear right, right, right. Because right. it's, it's like, like going to a seminar where you go around yes. to like different uh, tables and you collect information. You get so basically you leave man. it. You leave it as big ass bag. With all these resources right. all this and all these numbers you can call Not and a couple pencils and a couple of magnets or some shit and that shit gets tossed right in the closet somewhere mm-hmm. yeah that is so good and i'm glad you put that toward the end of the book too because i mean families will read your book you know people who want to understand their their soldier or you know caregivers of veterans you know they try to understand what's happening mm-hmm. so i think it is important to have that in uh towards the end too because you know our day new mom right where's the resolution here and you kind of, I mean, you packed the punch, right? You, you nailed it. You hit the nail on the head. You, you understood the assignment on that one. You nailed it. <laughs> and uh, man, I couldn't be more proud of you. I can't, I can't wait to get my physical copy. I read the bootleg copy, as Tanisha said. <laughs> and um, it was phenomenal, Jennifer. So Thank Jennifer, tell us again, how can we get a copy of your book? How can we follow you? How can we keep up with you? Mm-hmm. What's up? Well, you can get a copy of my book. It's already on free. Well, actually, see, this will be July 9th and this airs. So it's on Amazon. Right. Calmed Growth After Trauma by Jennifer Hobbs. Um, I'm on Facebook, author Jennifer Hobbs. Instagram, also as author Jennifer Hobbs. Um, I have a YouTube channel that I am nice. working on. <laughs> like suggestions accepted. And then um, let's see. You know, I think I got them all Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. Um, But I just want to thank you guys. Like, honestly, I'm so excited to even open up this line of communication because clearly we we have the same mission. And and, and so uh, it's a whole community of us, man. Yeah, we're going to send you over everything after this, you know, but uh, it's it's a lot that once we again, once the conversation starts, it's it's hard to put a lid on Mm -hmm. So yeah. we're all about keeping that keeping that line flowing. We can't. I can't wait to see uh, you flourish with the book. And shout out to Shelly Johns. I always yell her name when I see her. Shelly Johns, you bumped me up. So I had to, <laughs> I had to do when, that for her. Shout out at the end. I wasn't sure how to come on to the podcast for with Tanisha. I didn't know if I should call at ease or, <laughs> or if I should play milkshake uh, uh, by Khalees. Like oh. You know what? I never did find that CD again. Someone stole it on that deployment. Oh, no. It wasn't. Someone me. stole my CD. <laughs> <laughs> your, your milkshake was bringing all the boys to the office. Look, they, well, I, I brought the CD. <laughs> I played the song. Yeah. Everyone the- fell in love with the song, the CD. And then, like, after several months, <clears throat> he disappeared. There was no more Man. police. Somebody was bringing a milkshake to the yard with, in their own ears somewhere else, but I've never seen a CD ever again. I still, I still got the cover. I got like, I still have my whole disc, um, disc case with yes. all my, all my bootlegs and right. CDs, and then my CDs. Well, I, I, I hope case. it, I hope it touched their life like you Too. touched ours. <laughs> <laughs> I hope the milkshake was bringing 
Uh, yeah, so course, I feel yeah. like I feel like this was a, a female barracks thing when the music was on. So I, oh like, yeah, that's all. Uh, oh, yes, uh, that's yeah, the one thing. And she out. was right next to me. Her bunk was yeah. right next to me. So, <laughs> so I got dibs on the speakers. You know, <laughs> put your boots on. Because we with our with our platoon, like we um, by them having a detachment, like I think the second and third platoon, they always drilled together, and first mm-hmm. platoon drilled on their own. So when they all got a chance to melt together it still was like mm-hmm. first platoon was their own family and then yeah. i just kind of like slid into their <laughs> their family dynamic which was pretty which was pretty cool and mm-hmm. they were completely night and day from the rest of the females on the deployment for the mm-hmm. most part for me and i felt like they were more it was more family oriented because it was all in between just this one one platoon yeah. So Aww. yeah, we had fun. We took a lot of we like that's how I remember a lot of stuff. We took uh, a lot of pictures and yes, we did some. I have so many. We got some crazy really? pictures that we had posted. So many. Yeah, like <laughs> well, that's with the with the so weapons. Many. Like we was like a like a oh, yeah. fun squad and like we gonna bring fine. some of them pictures out. Oh, oh, I'll be definitely sending you some. Like, yeah, I got some. Yeah. You got some. <laughs> if you got some, because I pretty like I know I don't, I don't have all of them. Um, oh yeah. my gosh. I, 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 I need some of them. It's on. It's on. <laughs> I definitely need the milkshake pictures, please. <laughs> Us dancing, sweating. I'll, ooh, we always, it was always a party, especially during Mobe. Mm-hmm. It was always a party. It was cold as shit during y'all Mobe, wasn't it? And, yeah, and we didn't care. And don't look, <laughs> please, when it was like negative 17 degrees and then as soon as we got to like 20 degrees, we was outside like I like can't imagine nice trying, to, trying to qualify negative mm-hmm. 17 shaking on four McCoy. It was, hard. It was that's, hard. That's crazy. Man, Jennifer, I appreciate you. Let us know anything we can do. You know, we're here yes. to, to help. Anything we can do. Tell Shelly I said, what's up? And what's up? Uh, <laughs> yeah, man, we appreciate you coming up. We're going to be plugging your book. Um, make sure you follow Absolutely. us. On on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and uh, oh we got TikTok we got let people know we got TikTok, and TikTok. it's in the work it's in the so, work so we work nice. so follow us on all of those platforms at Combat Divas Podcast on all of them except Twitter which is Combat Divas Pad Combat Divas Pod One so uh, we out here and uh, so Jennifer <laughs> Hobbs make sure you follow her make sure you grab her book we want to hear all about it what do you think about uh Com the book, The Transition from uh, Growth After Trauma, it is very, very insightful. Guys, you have to have to pick this book up. It is a must yes. read. Tanisha B, how can they reach us? You can reach us Combat at our website, CombatDivasPodcast.net. Be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Combat Divas Podcast and Twitter at Combat Divas Pod 1 for all of the updated information on our book. Be sure to sign up for our newsletter to stay current on special deals and updates.